Berquist. This is my show. And man, what a straight up ass whooping in Iowa last night. Some of you loving it, some of you hating it. I don't really care. But we will talk about it here shortly. Excited to get into that and so much more tonight. We have a ton to get to. In fact, uh, we discussed yesterday how things were ramping up overseas. And uh, boy, they really did. We'll discuss that, talk about how they've ramped up, why they've ramped up, what it means for kind of the whole picture writ large in terms of global conflict, war, what it means for us here, all of that. So we'll get into that. We'll talk Iowa. We'll talk the the mainstream media's reaction to Iowa, which was quite astounding. It's actually exactly what you expected it would have been. But we'll talk about that. We've we've got some other stories I want to hit on. We'll talk about what comes kind of after Iowa, and we'll talk about all of it right now. Let's get into the news, Chris. Huh, sorry. <laughs> Caught him. <laughs> Caught me Caught him off the guard. Down. Seriously, his pants are down. No, they're not. Okay, fine. <laughs> You right. can't even see my pants, so you don't even know. Well, we can all pretend. We can all imagine. Let's get into it. Trump dominated Iowa, won all but one of the 99 counties. Pretty damn impressive, if if you ask me. And and he led all the 99 up until pretty much the end. They, one, one flipped ever so slightly. People are going to discuss. We talked a little bit about it in Coin Club. People are going to discuss why that happened uh is there anything nefarious behind it is there not who, who cares either 98 or 99 of the 99 counties went for trump so if you're a trump person it was a really good night for you uh here he was after being projected the winner he didn't get too far into it before cnn cuts away but but take a listen we're going to seal up the border because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring thing. victory with a historically a strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. If these numbers hold, State. the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Anti. <laughs> I love it, Jake Tapper. So they cut away. At least they showed parts of it. MSNBC, Matto talked about how they're not going to do it. We've got some MSNBC clips that we're going to show here shortly. But I just love that. I mean, I love that. One, you can't you can't play it. It goes against everything in your core as someone working at CNN at, at at this particular time where you would think that you would let the winner of the Iowa caucus speak, the winner of this primary speak, the winner of that primary speak. But no, it's it's there's different rules because Donald Trump's there. So you cut away. But not only do you cut away, you go right to a zinger. Here he is. He's talking anti-immigrant rhetoric. It's not anti-immigrant. It's anti this administration's unwillingness to follow our laws, to enforce our border policies, to allow our CBP officers and other folks within the DHS apparatus, law enforcement apparatus writ large, to do what they signed up to do. That's not anti-immigrant. 
if if he was always out there talking about I hate immigrants, I hate people of this color and this people and people from this country, oh man, they're the worst. If that's who he was, then you'd have a leg to stand on to say, you know what, this guy does have an uh, anti-immigrant stance. This guy might be racist. That's not what you see or hear, though. But they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to say that and get away with it because that's who the media is. That's who the left is. They're all about division and lies. And they say that, and there's people who watch CNN and watch MSNBC and watch some of the other channels in the mainstream media, the CBSs, the NBCs, the ABCs of the world, and they take those talking points and they go and they share them with their family and their friends. They talk about it at the water cooler. Can you believe it? He's such an anti-immigrant person. Like, how did you land there? Oh, because Jake Tapper told you? He's not anti-immigrant, folks. At all. This is like we talked about the headline in, 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 in Booze and Banter over on Coin Club at, at Locals earlier. The, they're talking drudge is talking about this historically low and and unenthusiastic turnout at the iowa caucus last night no it was cold as balls it was cold as balls that's not a truthful thing trump is not anti-immigrant that's not a truthful thing you don't have to like i don't care if you like trump or not i really could give two shits like whoever you want do whatever you want but please dig a little deeper and look for the truth and what he's saying and what his colleagues in the media say time and time again time and time again not true they're just not true whatsoever. But here he was, Trump, that is, not getting cut away from, at least for the portion that we're going to show here. This is from Fox. Take a listen. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. So uh, pretty subdued on most points there and throughout the night in terms of, of kind of the victory lap that he took. And look, I would love that, too. I would love we talked about that, in fact, on Coin Club today. I would love for people to come together and for there to be some unity, particularly just as a starting point, forget the country, because that's probably not going to happen. I'd love for it to, but it's probably not going to happen. But just even on our side, it would be really damn nice if we could come together. The problem is, is the uniparty, the left, who's kind of driving the train, their media, big, big corporate money, you know, corporations, all these folks are hell-bent on, on sowing division. So are, not in conjunction with, but so are our, our foreign enemies, big state actors, the Chinas and the Russias of the world, loving this division, pouring into this division even more with information operations and all of that. So they would love for that to happen. So I don't see that, that, that happening. It should. Trump's policies, for example, should be pretty unanimously liked, sans some of his COVID stuff, sans, you know, the 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 bump stock and a couple other things. I'll, you know, there's people on the left who, of course, love that. But but most of his policies worked out pretty damn well for all Americans, regardless of what letter or colors next to your name. They just did check your bank account. How secure were you? Were we getting into wars? All of those things. They were good. 
So there should be the ability to unify and rally around the American flag, something we desperately have to do. But I don't see that happening in particular. I do hope, at a minimum, as I was saying, that we can we can rally together at least as conservatives and people who love this country. The other side doesn't love this country. Some of them, there's a small fraction who do, and some of them say they do, but they don't. Look at their, their actions. Don't just listen to their words. Look at the policies that they want to bring forward. You can't say, as I always bring up, you can't say you love America and then list a bunch of things that you're going to do or that you want to see happen that fundamentally change everything about America. Those, you, it's, that's, you can't have both. It just doesn't work that way. But I hope, I hope that we can find some unity on our side. It's tough, though, because you've got folks on the other side. This, this, this clip here we're about to show, this was before the polls opened. In fact, I think the um, notification that they're, they're opening uh, yeah, it's during this clip. in the bottom. There's like a minute and a half. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. So when this clip starts, there's a minute, 37 seconds until the polls open in Iowa. Then before they even open, you had chief racist over at MSNBC, Joy Reid, who said that Iowa was over represented by white Christians. Take a listen. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point, and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot, he's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians, that this is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I, today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa, and this is a hyper-evangelical st white state. And he said the following to me, Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following, because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out, or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a, is a fraudulent American, is a less, a, less, a less real American, then you don't care about electability. You care about... <laughs> How dare there be white Christians in Iowa, or anywhere for that matter? Uh, this chick, by the way, I hate the new the new blonde look. Joy is the most racist, repugnant woman in media. She just is. Well, of course, she's going to be the one that delivers this news. Yeah, you know that. that well, and I talked to this guy. Who cares who Robbie is? It doesn't matter. She. I talked to him. He's the expert. So because I say he's the expert, and he might be the expert in his little field, but no one no one cares. You, you don't get to determine all of this and then just take it and run with it like joy does here but she's she's asked she asked the question what do they get out of it and then brings up this whole they they view according to robbie they white christians view themselves as the in is the as the rightful inheritors of this country that's how americans feel and and not just christians not just white people this is our country. We're proud of it. She want to get it back on track. He says it like it's in the Bible as like, you know, the Jews are, pro or, you know, it's the promised land. They, they, it's their right for Jerusalem. It's like somewhere in there and whites get America. Yes. No, no. Like <laughs> Specifically white Christians in Iowa. get it. No, like you're missing, you're missing the, the, the forest for the trees, right? I mean, this is, this is one of those things where 
you are just so out of touch. The left, but particularly the mainstream media, who always tries to represent it's it's the mainstream media and and the politicians who are supposed to represent us, who have zero freaking clue who we are, what we want, what we think, what what our values are. They think they do, and they speak for us. But you listen to them, and and none of it's there. It, we're conservatives in America, not just Trump supporters, want our country to be safe and secure again. We want our border closed. We want our economy to be good. We want the price of gas down. We want our schools to be good and not worry about our kids in second, third, fourth grade, even younger sometimes, learning about oral and anal sex in books. We don't want teachers telling them about their fantasies and the things that they've actually done with their partner of the same sex. If that's what you do in your spare time, so be it. But we we just want some normalcy back. It's not, it's not the other races and people from different states and religions don't deserve America and they're not the inheritors of America. That's not what anyone thinks or says. Sans a couple radicals out there who are so crazy that it's ridiculous. And there's there's people like that on every side. But it, I I just am so blown away by this. Hey, guys, it's okay. Joy Reid doesn't think it is. But it is okay to be white, black, brown, any color. It's okay to be Christian. It's okay to be something else. We're all made in God's image. I'm Christian. I want people to know the truth about Jesus. But you know what? I also know and understand that not everyone's going to share those views, at least today. And and it's okay to have different views. Yeah. But for her, it's about race and segregation. It's about division. It's about all those things. There has to be with the left and particularly people like Joy, there has to be this whole victim oppressor mindset this whole the conservative christians are awful and hate everyone mindset which is just categorically false there's nothing true about it well that, and that's the thing too is who did he talk to to get that quote that right. that overarching quote i talked to all the white american evangelical christians and this is what they all they have all said the same thing have any of you heard anyone at your churches, I did. I haven't. Have you, Drew? Have you guys in the audience? Have you heard that phrase? Right. To me, that's just it's a it's like a Jesse Smollett. You know, it's MAGA bitch. It's MAGA county. You know, like it, it's too good to be true. That's something right. that was written to get people talking and to get their like, oh no, see, this is what it is. And like you said, they're going to go to the water cooler. They're going to say it and repeat it, and then therefore it's true. Yeah. Play that game of phone take. It's ridiculous. And, and I, I, we always bring this up with Joy Reid. But Joy Reid and some of these people think that America's so awful, so racist, which couldn't be further from the truth, but talks about how, how broken it is, and, and I just don't understand these people and those people and blah, 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 blah. Joy, look at your, your life. Look at your job, one that you don't deserve, frankly, but look at your, your job. Look at your paycheck. Look at the house you live in. You've got it so damn good, and yet all you do and it's not just you, but you're chief among them. All you do is complain about how bad things are here in this country and how white Christians have wronged you and have wronged this country and are ruining this country, blah, blah, blah. Seriously, shut up. You're so off the mark. It's ridiculous. I just don't understand how no one has, has taken you and shaken you and been like, you are a dumb bitch. Shut up. Just shut up. That well, same panel, though, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, no one's going to do it because he's a black woman. Yeah, a black blonde. A black blonde woman. Yeah. And that would be a hate crime. Of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hate crime. 
it's a hate crime that I just shared and, uh, the truth with her. And then it would be somehow strung back. Uh, Trump was the one who made this happen. And look what look what it did to me and my life and my family. It, it's, you know, it, but yeah, you want to go there and say, do you listen to yourself talk? Do you actually talk to regular American people? You don't. You have a fence around your house and a fence and then a fence around the community of your neighbor that you live in because you don't want these people near you. Yeah. So yeah. stop saying, you know what everyone else is saying. You don't know. You're not out at the, the like the, 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 you know, like, you know, churches have like the street parties every week. You're not there. You're not there. No, you're at, you're either at work or you're at home. Your driver takes you to it yeah. from his, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that same panel led by Rachel Maddow absolutely melted down later in the evening. Let's take a look at this just juicy goodness right here. Again, the big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not, if we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government, the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a much mm -hmm. bigger part mm -hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before, and I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader's interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm -hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump yeah. to get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the like more they adhere and to him. That, yeah. and, and that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm -hmm. of one man and his leadership. And we, and we tie together the Wow. Just amazing. It's amazing to get inside. It's It's terrifying. But it's but also kind of amazing to get in the mind of these broken souls. I, I mean, seriously, you this has been the rhetoric for a long time, for months and months now. Before too, during his term, but you've you've heard it. We've talked about it. There is a unified approach and effort by the left, and particularly in the media, to get everyone on the same page in unison, talking about how this is this this election. If Trump gets in, it's a threat to our democracy. No, it's not. There's this concern of authoritarianism or or fascism that would come. Point to one thing. I've said this five million times at this point. Point to one thing about his presidency and his exit from the White House that 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 paints Trump as an authoritarian or a fascist. By the way, you guys have literally changed the definitions of both of those to lead people to believe that it's a far right thing, which it's not. It's it's you guys projecting again who you are. You're the authoritarians, you're the fascists. Look at how you're operating everything. From big government to corporate to corporate and big government together, corporations doing the bidding of government. Look at who you're who you are and what you're doing and look at the actual real long withstanding definitions of what all those terms you're throwing around mean. Trump's not perfect. Trump's made plenty of mistakes, but he's not an authoritarian. 
You're offended by him. He hurts your feelings. You don't like how he talks. I get it. But he's not an authoritarian. He's not a fascist. You guys certainly look like you are. But he's not. He wouldn't have tolerated the media during his days if he was an authoritarian leader. Look at the onslaught that came on. Wouldn't have tolerated it. He, he spoke with the media more than any president in the history of mankind. He wouldn't have left office. You could argue, and you will, I know you will, that he was trying not to, and he tried to start an insurrection. No, he didn't start that. There's no evidence proving it. He grabbed you know, the wheel of the beast. He grabbed the wheel of the, all these things. No, 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 no. None of those are thing, things that are true. You still see this as this crazy day, but you know what happened in the end? He and Melania got on Air Force One and left. He's not any of the things that you're accusing him of other than a mean tweeter and some of those things, which no one cares about. Who gives a shit what he says on Twitter or Truth Social? Is it presidential? Not all the time, no. But that's also why he won. That's also why he won. Our country needed something different. But to, to go out there and say he's this threat to democracy and he's going to become an authoritarian and a fascist and all these things, guys, that's the most laughable thing ever. I do think it's at some point in this country that's going to happen. And I think that we're, we're closer than we ever have with some of the policies that you guys have done now. I mean, she talks about how Republicans are flirting with extremism. Yeah. Have you seen what's happened in America the last few years from you guys? I, I literally was going to say you could take everything that she says and just replace where she says Republicans with Democrats. And it's all true. It's painting the truth about who they are, right. describing them to a T but because they 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 own the news, you know, they 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 can say whatever they want. They, want. Well, they can they can say no, that's what the right is. And don't look at what we're doing over here. It's infuriating. But but it's always been that way. To on race and segregation. They always say conservatives are this. No, no, no. Look at all of your policies over the years. Look at who was behind all the worst things in terms of the race racial tensions and and segregation stuff in our country. Look who started the KKK. It wasn't us. Segregation, all of that. Look who's been behind all of that. But they literally, because they, they control the media, they've controlled the press, they now control big tech, sans X-ish. They can, they can get away with this, and it's infuriating because it's, it's literally the most obvious thing if you're paying even a little bit of attention, but there's so many people out there that aren't paying attention. And she talks about how, uh, how I love how she says too. I've studied this. Stop. Stop. <laughs> are you? I mean, seriously, that's what you're gonna say? I've studied this. But she talks about how leaders are interchangeable. No, that's how your party is. You've made the presidency a figurehead. The president has not been there. The president, finger parents, has not been there forty percent of his term. He called a lit at ten a.m. today. You guys have made those roles interchangeable. It doesn't matter who's there because there's other people behind pulling the strings that's not how our party works it, it, it's it's just it, it's not we're our, and our party sucks i look i hate republicans as much as i hate democrats now we're a hot mess we're a hot mess you know it, it's it's funny uh you said he called a lid on at, at 10 a.m i was this is nothing new to that but i was just thinking about someone posted a video where they showed all the people that obama and biden have given like the what's the one award that they can, that the highest a civilian can get. Um, 
the one that the presidents give out. Uh, I'm trying to remember I, I what it is now. Now that you're asking me, yeah. I can't think of it. But anyway, they showed like all the different people Obama gave that award to and even Biden. And then at the end of the video, it's just they're all on the Epstein list. Like every single person that got that, those medals have been been approved so far as to being on the list at Epstein Island. Yeah, there's, and it, there's proof of. Yeah, yeah, proof of them being there. And it's just like these are the people that we say are, are stand-up civilians. They're stand-up Americans, people who have the values of America, but yet they're the most twisted, corrupted people. Who know nothing about Americans, but because they've been on Oprah – because they've been on, you know, one of the late shows, because there's a, a Time or Newsweek article written about them, everyone thinks, oh, this is it. This is my hero. They're, they're yeah. so cool. No, they don't. No. And, and shame on us for, for thinking that about those people because they've been put in the limelight to be shown that way. Right. And, and it's sad that people who truly deserve to get the limelight don't someone like to me it's like chris pratt he was given like a, a nickelodeon like lifetime achievement award or something mm-hmm. and they and he gave his speech and his speech was all about like seeking god and not you know and, and always like advancing and always doing good be nice all these things and people blasted him for it yeah and it's like that's not on mess that's not who we are that's, okay that's who we're supposed that's to who be. we're supposed to be okay. and he if he's if that's who he wants to be he's allowed to be like that yeah but you got, but but you're not allowed to actually break from their narrative. Oh, no, you have no, to no. play by their rules. Golly, yeah. If I had to pick a side, obviously I'm a conservative, and I'm, you know, obviously I would pick that side. My point is, is 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 people are just a hot mess, um, and I really don't like chaos. To say. I just don't identify with either. I just I love this country, and I feel like people on the right and the left don't. They love themselves, and they love to bicker and fight. And most of them are pussies, even though they they talk tough. And I just I just that's not my that's not my thing. Um, but <clears throat> we've proven the left is good at projecting. But getting back to Iowa, you you had Trump dominate, and as a result of that, as we all know by now, Vivek Ramaswamy has has dropped out of the race, endorsed Trump, going to be supposedly in New Hampshire was was with him today. Uh, doing stuff. Obviously, I'm, I'm not paying attention right now because we're here with you live on the show. But, uh, but he was going to be doing that. Uh, you had we had Clay who put out a tweet saying how he ran a hell of a race, which he did. We can we'll pop that up here. Uh, Travis Clay Travis, who's who's awesome over at Outkick. Vivek Ramaswamy drops out of the presidential race after finishing fourth in Iowa and endorses Donald Trump. Vivek ran a hell of a campaign. He really he really did. Again, I have some questions about how genuine he is or he isn't, but I will not take. From him, the fact that he ran a great campaign, he's full of energy. He says the right things. He's trending the right direction. And I, I and even the times I've questioned, I've I've tried to be careful in caveating it because I I don't want to come off like I don't like him. I, I do like him. I just he's so new and he says things so well that it it sends my alarm bells off a little bit. I hope to learn more about him. I hope that he doesn't go anywhere and that he makes an impact in some other areas. And we can, as a country, get to know him and and see what he's all about. And I like that he's he's dropped out and he's he's gotten behind Trump. Uh, and if he would have gotten behind someone else, too, that's his prerogative, too. I, I, I But I, I, I like some of the things he said and done as of recent. So we'll we'll see. Well, he did you see the video of him uh, giving like his hey, we're stepping down. He had his yes. wife and kids yep. in there. He talks about how like, hey, there was truly only 
two America First candidates in there, and since I'm backing down, I give my endorsement yeah. to Trump. Like he's just saying, we need someone America First. Yeah, and I love that. I love that about him. He's just you know, hey, you know what? He took the loss. He didn't cry about it. I mean, who knows? There could be sound bites of him being upset, but took it like a champ. Yeah, he he doesn't come off as a as a weeper. To no, me. he doesn't. I'm just saying, you never know. There could be something that I haven't yeah. seen, but but for no. the most part, everything has been cordial. It's been very. You know, the way you'd want to see someone bow out of a race. Well, and and when, when you have people talk about, hey, we're going to do this, and, and if I don't win, I'm going to get behind, and we should all get behind this person or that person. A lot of people will say that because they think that's what people want to hear. But then to go and do it, and it's, look, it's, 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 it's one day he said he was going to New Hampshire with him, but that's, 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 I, I see that as living up to your word. That's, that's, that's being uh, a man of character, a person of character. And it maybe he maybe he doesn't do it the whole time. And remember, they were just in a spat this week. Yeah, they were just on an online social spat where he Vivek took the high road, and I thought handled that very very well. But they were just in a spat. He backs out, says, "You know what? I'm endorsing Trump. I'm putting all my weight and resources behind Trump, and I'm going to go even do some events and campaign with Trump." I I, uh, I think that's great. I think that's great, and I I'm becoming more of a fan of him. By the day, uh, I never thought he had a chance to win. He he never did have a chance to win, but I, I definitely am becoming more of a fan of him. I'm becoming less of a fan of Nikki Haley, who had such an interesting take. So in this clip, as you're listening, listen to the the Democrat pretending to be a Republican speak, but it's a short clip. But look at the poll numbers on the right. The final figure, well, more or less the final figures at this point, 93 percent was in. But look at the figures. Listen to what she says. I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. (laughs) Tonight, tonight, I will be back in the great state of New Hampshire. And the question before Americans is now very clear. Do you want more of the same? Or do you want a new generation of conservative leadership? So is she backing up uh, DeSantis? Because it's a two-person race? (laughs) I mean, it's a two-person race. Nikki, you came in third. <laughs> you came in third. Now there's there's some talk that DeSantis could drop out, although DeSantis' campaign and some of the surrogates there, and look, I, again, I like DeSantis. I, I think it's okay to like DeSantis and like Trump, just like I can like different foods, different colors, different drinks, all of that stuff. It's okay to like different things. You don't have to just pick one side, but but there's some talk that he's going to drop out. There's some talk that he's not, and he's going to continue on and see what happens in New Hampshire and beyond. I don't know, but, but it was quite a weird line. Like your staff told you, you lost, right. And you weren't even close in, in, in third, but even if you were in second, you weren't second, wasn't close either. So, I mean, and, 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 I, I get the fact that New Hampshire is going to be tighter than Iowa was in theory, according to the the fake ass polls that are out there that no one can trust or believe, but there's a pretty similar trend that it's closer there than it was in Iowa. Okay. 
that doesn't make it a two-horse race, girl. It just doesn't. It, it, ju- it just doesn't. I love, I love, again, how freaking out of touch she is and her staff is and and the uniparty is with this country wow no it's it's um it's like she maybe had heard someone's backing out and she was and but she didn't know it was vivek yet she thought oh it's DeSantis. yes it's a two-person race we got this that would be that would make more sense than to look at those numbers and then to be like i'm in second it, it makes no sense now, in in fairness, it will be a two-person race in the end, and it will be the establishment's pick, which is Haley, and the Democrats' pick, which is Haley, versus Trump battling it out for the GOP nomination. But it's not a close two-person race. It's not even remotely close. So at, at some point, you know, that, that, that will become true, but I don't think it's going to last long. There's just not—I've said it the whole time. Trump's run away with this nomination. The nomination part's done. The only way that the nomination matters and the only reason that maybe DeSantis hangs in longer and Haley and, and, and I mean, I'm pretty sure Asa Hutchinson's still in this, which is so funny. <laughs> Let me check. Me. I don't know. But, but as long as, as long as, as there's a shot that the left is able to get Trump off, and I know everyone disagrees on whether that happens or not, but as, as committed as they are to ruining his life and going after America, you know it's still a shot. It's still a possibility. So the only way it becomes remotely possible that either Nikki or DeSantis become the nominee is if that happens. But if it doesn't happen, which everyone hopes and prays doesn't, and you should even if you're a Democrat because that would spell the demise of our country, then no one else has a shot in hell. They just don't. Pack your bags up. Pack your shit. You're done. So... Love some of the new folks here, uh, by the way, today. Um, glad you're here. Glad you're engaging. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're not, everyone hit that like button while you're here. Disco, what's... What? I have an update on Asa Hutchinson. Okay. He has pulled his hat from the ring on his presidential campaign in 2024, as of a few hours ago. Oh, it just happened today? Yeah, it just happened today, after a dis- dismal sixth place in the Iowa caucus. So... Did Ryan Binkley? See, so it was Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ryan Binkley, then Asa Hutchinson. I mean, that's a. Asa. He got. He got. A, sorry, he got 191 votes. Do you know how many votes Chris Christie got in Iowa? 35. How did he even get votes? He I'm just through. I'm still, just showing you this. I guess is, maybe write-ins. Maybe or like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I. I uh, that's great. I mean, honestly, I'm not trying. I don't know anything about Ryan Binkley, so I'm not going to pick on him or support him. I just don't know him, don't care about him. He's just that small and insignificant. And and most people, I think, would agree with that. And and he beat Asa Hutchinson, the former governor, uh, who would have like four people show up. Yeah, so Ryan got 0.7%, 774 votes. Asa got 0.2%. Wow. As of right now, like I, 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 there's probably more votes coming in or whatever, but that's what it is right now. That's 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 impressively bad. Yeah, it really it really is. Okay, I want to um, let's pivot. Let's do let's get to question of the day. We got some serious stuff that we're going to get into overseas, but before we do that, let's squeeze in question of the day, which has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Always uh, fun. I like these. Yeah. yeah. And it's just really simple. Everyone going through some some cold as balls weather right now. Certainly the folks in Iowa did last night. New York has been going through it. I know talking to 
uh, my dear friends and, and partners at Mammoth Nation that Wisconsin's going through. It's cold uh, out there. Family in Minnesota. It's cold in Minnesota every day, but but it's it's cold. You know, it's nasty here. We've gone through some storms. So I just have a simple question for you. Not political, unless you want to make it that somehow. I don't know how you even make the connection. But what is your favorite month of the year? What is the best month of the year? Okay. We just came off Christmas. A lot of excitement there. Could yeah. be there. Could be summer. Could be July because of the Well, fourth. summer's not a month. Well, I know, but July. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I followed up with July. Could be, it could be, you know, it could be any of those things. Yeah. So pick your favorite month, not season. That's that's a different question. What's your favorite month? Month, which most people don't think. Should of. we like exclude birthday months? Can't be your birthday uh, month. Can be your birthday okay, month okay, right. if you're all about yourself in a super selfish, you know, interest. You know, I'm saying like that might be an easier look. Like, well, everyone celebrates me. It's great. Yeah, you no, know, I, to- I totally could be your yeah. answer, and and I won't make fun of you for too long. Um. Okay, well, what are you going with? Tom's out tonight, so you get yeah, to go first. There's no Tom. He's not even on Skype. He's yeah. He's on a plane. He's on a plane. Gosh. You know, and it, he's not drinking right now either, so that's got to be miserable. You got to at least kick back a few drinks. Maybe he's taking a pass for the plane. I don't know. I don't know. But fly, you know, flying, it's like I equate I equate two things, a miserable experience, but like, well, I'm going to have a drink. Because, I'm going to have fun while yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm going to make the best of it. Uh, so... Gosh, my favorite month. I guess it also would depend on where I live because, you know, May in Santa Fe, there's a chance you still get snow sometimes. And it's a, it's a cooler month, you know, than Florida in May where you're boiling, you know. Favorite month, man. I'd have, it'd have to be like sometime in spring, like March or April around – um. Let's say Passover <laughs> around um, Easter, I would okay. say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And my, yeah. my birthday month is in May and I'm excluding me. I'm, I'm not going to count that one because it's, I don't even, I don't even really celebrate my birthday, but I'm just, even, I'm going to exclude that month just because it's my birthday. Okay. And I'm just going to say, I would say the April showers, maybe March. Because it's just right out of the winter, where it's, like you keep changing. You go to February, you keep working back. No, I'm going February. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> you started you saying, January. You started saying another month. You're, so you're messing me up. <laughs> see if you can squeeze March. Okay, March is your answer. March is your answer. Adam, yeah. glad you're here. Good to see you. Uh, nine degrees here. That's that's cold where you are. Yeah. Adam also going with November. Great month. Andy uh. going April. Jackie going May. Chaos Girl, July. Judy, July. July coming in with some victories right now. Uh, keep sending your answers in. St. Louis is really miserable. Uh, Lisa also going July. Love sweating my ass off. Yeah. June, fresh plantings are are blooming, and I'm still looking forward to working in the garden, says Barb. September for the fall colors. Yeah, I mean, if you're somewhere where the leaves where change, the leaves oh. change I, I miss that so much. You know, parts of Virginia are awful. The history in Virginia, rich and great, and there's amazing people there. But obviously in the, the DMV, kind of the, the D.C. area, the politics suck, but, and the schools have some issues, but... The beauty there with 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 the mountains and the hills and the and everything changing. April says VG eight six six zero six eight. October says Jill. Yeah, uh, October September tough to be. If you're in a place that has fall fall autumn, like that's, that's it, hard well, it's be. hard. Like you have to be. It's it's like north of the uh, the Mason Dixon line to like really start getting change in yeah. leaves, and 
because even like Savannah is a weird place where it doesn't really it could snow, but the green the leaves are still staying green. Like they're not it's not gonna turn brown or yellow or orange. That's the fall's so great when you fall's, see that. The fall's the best. So good. I, I the fall's my favorite because obviously you have that and you have football starting. Football, so yeah. I'm I'm in my little blue heaven. I'm happy. I think I'm gonna go um July. It's 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 not my birthday also in July, yeah. not because of that. I love July 4th. Yeah. Usually get away. It's usually around that June or July that we take a, a a week or so down from the show or or do something and I get away with my family and actually uh relax a little bit. Boating weather's great oh, here. Yeah. Beach weather's great here. It's hot as all get out, but there's so many great things oh, yeah. that go along with it. So I think I'm doing that as a month. It's not summer's not my favorite season by any stretch but i think i'm i'm going that route in terms of well like especially with how hot it is like you're always like out by the pool or you're gonna have a barbecue like you have more excuses to be outside it is great you know if it's too chilly you're like i don't want to be outside like it's it's hard when when you know it's warm you're like you know what i can sit outside have a cigar sit sit in the Mm. pool yeah you know it's it's good yeah no no i feel good about i feel good about my answer Uh, you guys keep sending it in. Please do hit that like button, like I was saying, if you have not already. Let's continue on here. So yesterday I spoke about how threats are increasing here at home with the Hezbollah sleeper cells, but not just the Hezbollah sleeper cells. There's so many threats ongoing here at home uh, from a myriad of sources from different countries, from different terror groups, from you name it. We've, we've got a lot of problems, but we've also got threats increasing overseas, multiple war fronts, all sorts of opportunities. Uh, I hate using that word, but opportunities if you're permanent Washington for conflict are on the horizon. And perhaps the biggest right now is the Middle East. And we showed the attack on a U.S. container ship yesterday on the show and how that's certainly not a, a de-escalation of sorts over there. You know, we've got our, our naval uh, air, uh, well, aircraft too doing stuff in the region, but our naval battleships and destroyers who have been shooting down drones and attacks from the Houthis who are of course backed by Iran that's happening all the time and then you have the Houthis take down a ship uh with with the American cargo container ship and that's not good and then yesterday in the afternoon our afternoon overnight over there you had Iran launch missiles ballistic missiles at Iraq and they struck the U.S. consulate in Erbil, which is up in Kurdistan, a beautiful town. Spent a ton of time there. Love Erbil. Gosh, I can think of some of my favorite restaurants there right now, too. But I digress. Here was that scene. Stay on target. Yeah, stay on target. Here was that scene as one of the missiles struck. So this is a big deal, you guys. You have Iranian-backed militias, Shia militias who attack people, bases throughout the, the region all the time, will send in mortars and, and all sorts of stuff, usually miss. Commonplace. Not saying it's not a big deal, but it's commonplace. When I, you know, For instance, when I was there, that kind of stuff happened all the time. It still does. You know, you'll have drone attacks. You'll have all those things happening because they hate us. It's their life goal to make us miserable and or kill us. But usually it's a it's a it's a proxy group. And usually it's kind of a we can kind of tie this to them. We know for certain it was them, but it's a little bit harder on paper to tie. And was it a really a big deal? Yes, but are we gonna treat it as a big deal? Probably no. 
this is different. You've got the IRGC, the Quds Force, who immediately took credit. So Iran themselves, not one of their groups, took credit for the attacks. Big distinguishing factor. All those other things still happening, by the way. Hezbollah, Hamas. You've got the Houthis in Yemen. You've got all these other, there's a gazillion of these Shia militias operating throughout the region, doing stuff all the time, most of which you've never heard of. And, and that's a good thing, but they're still doing naughty little things all over, right? But you have Iran actually take credit here. And they're saying that they targeted and went after what they wanted to be uh, or believed to be Mossad headquarters in Erbil. Mossad, of course, the Israeli intelligence agency who operates throughout the region. But whether they meant to or not, we're probably not going to know. But whether they meant to or not, we'll have some intel sources who, who, in my old world, will get the truth. We probably won't get the truth. But it doesn't really matter because you've got a hot war between Israel and Hamas going on, which is really Israel versus Iran. It's just we're just calling it Israel versus Hamas. And you've got <clears throat> instability throughout the region. You've got the Houthis ramping stuff up, us fighting back there. You've got all these things. Again, bad word, but all of these opportunities for things to really clack off and go the wrong direction and go the wrong direction fast. And you, and you do that, keeping in mind that permanent Washington wants that so bad. They want it to go that direction so bad. It's like a teenager's hormones, you know, I mean, just out of control. And then all these things are happening. And then Iran does this and hits the U.S. consulate in Erbil. And there's conflicting reports on damage and any, any stuff with personnel. I haven't heard anything specific to personnel. Something might have come out since we, we were on the show. But, but point being is you had a U.S. facility. That's sovereign territory in another country. One of our facilities were in the state, and I've been on that particular property many a times. Hit with an Iranian ballistic missile. That, things are not going the right direction there, folks, to say the least. And this is exactly the kind of ammunition that permanent Washington and the Uniparty needs to get going with their new, their new war efforts. It's a shiny ball. Oh, there we go. We got an opportunity. As Tom talked about yesterday, we still need a villain, <clears throat> ideally an individual. But but I Iran could also fit that bill. They'll they'll find the individual names that they and there's plenty. There's leaders within the IRGC. There's there's leaders within the government writ large that they could they could talk about. But they, ha they have the big state actor in a villain, and they have a familiar territory in the Middle East where we have people now and have had people forever and a day fighting both overtly and covertly. And all of this stuff is, is happening. And the picture that it's painting for me, I don't know where you're coming at it from, but I'm hearing lots of rhetoric about Iran and, and conflict with Iran, between us, that is. Through proxies, but then also the potential of it being correct. <clears throat> you see the state of the Middle East, and 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 there were some other developments yesterday, this this week as well, that are helping kind of paint this picture for me. But you've got all of that going on. And by the way, also with that leaving Middle East for just one second, you had North Korea just a week or two ago say that they were not, I repeat, not committed to avoiding war with South Korea, not overly 
encouraging to hear that. And then yesterday, Kim Jong-un's uh, government abolished agencies that handled inter-Korean affairs. So we're not opposed to war with South Korea. And actually, you know, the people that have been doing kind of the diplomatic relations and keeping things cool between the two governments, we're just going to go ahead and shut that shit down. So you've got that happening. you got all the stuff in the Middle East happening. And then you've got the former dancer and actor turned puppet leader Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine who all of a sudden is asking for high-level peace talks in Switzerland. The guy who's, who's been a puppet pushing this war forward, using taxpayer dollars to get us drug into this nonsense there. Our government, Zelensky's government, which is whatever. It's not even really a government. But all of that. Never, the, the issue with this has been the whole time, never has offered an off-ramp to peace for Putin. Just keeps putting him in a corner and expecting him to do the right thing. And now, as the Middle East starts to pop off now, there's potential peace talks in the Middle East. I mean, what does that tell you? <clears throat> I'll tell you the indicators that I'm getting from all this, and I might be wrong. But things have been increasingly ramping up in the Middle East, multiple fronts. It could pop off anywhere or it could pop off everywhere. And you've got permanent Washington who's pushed for war with Russia, but is seeing that people aren't really buying into it, not really getting behind it. So they've switched their efforts to the Middle East, which is, as always, ripe with opportunities for war. And as a result, you've got Z-Man being told behind closed doors, hey, man, your war's over. We thought this was going to be able to pop off, go bigger, go longer, maybe get NATO involved. But people aren't behind it. And we've got this new shiny object over here. I don't know if you saw what happened on October 7th. Hamas, you know, was responsible and Iran was responsible for this just insane carnage. And Iran's people, the Houthis, are attacking personnel, U.S. military personnel and ships. They're attacking civilians in the Red Sea. They're attacking everyone. And you've got issues in Syria. You've got issues here. You've got issues there. You've got Iran attack, attacking U.S. And, and Iraqi facilities, Mossad facilities within Iraq. You've got all these things happening. So it just seems like we've got a better opportunity over here. So let's get this thing kind of wrapped up so we can just focus on this. And to the politicians who don't understand war, which none of them do, Sands a few. I mean, obviously my buddy Eli Crane and some others do who have actually fought and served for this country. But for the ones who are committed to getting us into war but have never seen war, don't don't understand how bad it is, the implications of it, the ramifications of it, all of that stuff. You 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 still don't worry, you still get to go after Putin. If you've made him that villain, don't worry, because if things escalate the way that they could in the Middle East, you st- you still might get a chance. Because he's close with Iran, he's close with Syria, he's close with all There's lots of lines that are drawn in the Middle East. And depending on, and I hope that none of it happens, again, to be clear. But depending on what happens, how quickly it scales, how widely it scales, you will see some of those big state actors there. And you'll see it in a place that's easier for, for our politicians, our so-called representatives, to justify us getting into war. Because they've attacked our ships. Because they've attacked our consulate in Erbil. Because they've done this. They've done that. They've gone after our... The lists are endless. They just keep going. 
So we'll see. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you guys this every day. I did yesterday, but given some of the new developments, I'm going to tell you again today. Guys, be prepared. Don't don't get caught scrambling trying to figure out what you're going to do when the shit hits the fan. Just don't. Have food, have water, have ammunition, have all the things that you need, whether it's war, whether it's a grid failure, civil unrest here, stuff related to the election, any and all of that stuff. Please just be ready for that. Please be ready. Take care of yourself, your loved ones, your family, folks who are in your immediate vicinity, in your household, wherever. Be prepared. Have, have, have food on hand. And remember, I, I, I told you yesterday, I'll tell you again, sometimes the worst doesn't even have to happen. The panic that comes, the fear that comes with everything that's on the horizon gets people spun up, people panic buy, people overbuy, people go crazy, and it puts strain on, on the whole logistical backbone of everything that's out there. So get ahead now. Don't, don't be scrambling at the last minute to try and figure out how you're going to do it, where you're going to find it. That's why I'm really excited about this, this new partner, Prepper Beef, that we're working with. We all love meat. We all love steak. They've, and they're adding bison and chicken, by the way, down the road, but they're, they're adding bison now. But there's, there's, there's steak. You can eat ribeye, filet mignon, strip, you name it. Tons of variety, which has been chopped sous vide and freeze dried so you can get it shipped to your house it comes and obviously it's it's shrunk down once you open the package it, it comes back to life and and you've got 12 servings per package or you can get big boxes you can get a mixture you can get all of it but it's 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 meat it's good quality food it's not this 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 mre type stuff that some of us have eaten in in our military and government days it's real quality meat from american cows from a veteran-owned company that will never go woke. So when the worst, ha- and you can eat it now too. There's there's tons of customers who buy it. You can get subscriptions for it. You can just buy it in bulk. You can get a subscription, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. But there's people who eat it now and there's people who store it. There's people who do a mixture of both. You do you, but please be prepared. Please be prepared. Go check it out. It's beefwithdrew.com. You can see it on the screen there. Great people great company and you know you have that 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 peace of mind that you're prepped and ready should you need it and hopefully you never do but let's not let's not find out in the end and then and then be be regretting it so go again to beefwithdrew.com you can use promo code drew to get 25% off there's also a promo code on the site there i don't care how you do it it's not about me it's not about any of this stuff it's about you it's about being prepared so head on over there again beefwithdrew.com use promo code drew d r e w to get 25% off. Then this was interesting. This whole, I, I, I hope it doesn't happen here. At some point it will. It's just kind of an inevitability. But there's this whole thing going on with swatting, right? It's been happening for a while. I hate it. I hate people dicking with other people's lives. I hate people telling you what to do and then trying to ruin you and your family's lives and or just your night. Stop it. We can we can be better than that. We can disagree. We can even hate the other side. But we don't have to make it like so freaking ridiculous like we do. But you had the White House got freaking swatted. The White House got swatted uh, this week, which is pretty remarkable. Let me just pull up some of the specifics here for you, and, and then we'll move on to this next story. And uh, I've got one or two other things that I want to get to before we get out of here. But White House swatted prank caller called 911 to say that the residence was on fire. Someone was trapped inside. It was made 
7 p.m. yesterday on Monday, fire trucks and ambulances swarmed the White House, and uh, the call was was said to be a hoax. So a different kind of swatting per se, more emergency responders here than than law enforcement yeah. knocking on the door and or kicking the door down. But man, I. <laughs> I'm not in. If if anyone's going to get swatted, I think it's kind of funny that they did. I'm not for it. I'm not for encouraging it. But man, <laughs> you guys all start this shit, and then you get so offended when it goes different ways. Like maybe, maybe, maybe have some forethought. Maybe have some foresight. When it, it, comes it also to makes this. me think too. And and I mean, I'm no expert on it, but you would think a place like the White House would have its own like fire department, fire team, like somewhere close on site not that they have to call someone down from you know somewhere else people who are vetted that could yeah yeah they're like they're they're on the premise they're you know yes they may still have a truck and they can come but just random fire department people not that they're random because these guys you know they're trained and all but still well you they're think, great but you're but yeah you're, well you're not just going to roll onto the property no it does that's for it doesn't matter those sirens mean nothing here yeah <laughs> like just so we're clear. Yeah, we have to check your truck, make sure everything's right. clear. Like, there's a lot of things. So you'd think there'd be an on-premise fire, you know, team, you which may, maybe there is. Maybe there is internally a team that goes through to help get stuff, you know, you know, before the, the, the big guy show. Who knows? But it's still, you'd think they'd be, nope, we got a random call, so we're sending in the trucks. You know, like, <laughs> it makes no sense. It doesn't. I actually don't. You know, that's a good question we have to ask. uh Bongino or someone, how yeah. that works. Like, I don't know how their their fire works. I know they have medical there, but I don't know yeah. how their fire works. That's that's interesting. Um, overseas, you also have the World Economic Forum, who is obviously just an evil, awful organization. We talk about them all the time. But I just this this clip was interesting. You had Harvard's Naomi or or Eskies. I don't know how you say her name. No one cares or likes her or her haircut. But she said that X is such a toxic place <laughs> with a scary name. At Klaus Schwab's latest get together. Take a listen. For a long time, I was on Twitter, um, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not a worthwhile place to spend time. And as you've said, it is exhausting. So you do have to pick and choose, and you have to think about where are the places where you can get your message across. But I am trying to figure out, I mean, I have given up on X, what a scary name that even is, right? Um, and I don't know what the alternative is right now. So the question of the social media, I must say that I have abandoned Twitter too. Uh, so X, because yeah, it's toxic environment, and we talk about. I have no solution on that, but I think one day it will come the moment of the. Um... All right, I can't even take any more, ladies. If that's what you identify as, I, you're at the, yeah, you're assuming too much at this yeah, point. At this point, and you're at the the <clears throat> WF meeting. Um, it was always toxic. Twitter X, whatever you want to call it always toxic it didn't just get toxic it was always toxic and it's not just x that's not me hitting on elon's in fact he's done the best job of anyone out there social media and our culture in america and across the globe toxic not good it's just not it's not good at all right now what you're really saying is you believe it's toxic and you believe it's awful and scary. How is the name X scary? What are you even talking about? But you believe all those things because your opponents, people who refuse to go along with your narrative, are now 
for the most part, there's still issues there. I get it. I'm not, let's not get into a Twitter debate or an X debate. But for the most part, people are allowed to share their views now, which primarily includes conservatives and America First folks who did not have a voice and a place on that platform or any other platform before. Still don't on most platforms, but you do on X now. So what she really means, what they mean, why it is toxic is because you little people with little brains who don't play along with their games and their schemes are allowed to have a voice and your voice is toxic to them. That's, that's exactly what they mean. That's exactly what she's saying with all of this. And that's who we're up against. That's, that's who we're up against. I love. Yeah. I was reading the Drew's meets. Uh, To me, distracted me. Yeah. To me, it's the, I'm in a place where people can voice their opinion and it's not it doesn't agree with mine, so therefore it's toxic. Therefore, I don't like it. It's scary. It, it okay. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Welcome to the party, because that's how it's been for us for how long now? Like because we're you know like because we're conservative or we lean to the right, whatever it is, we've been. You know, hey, the bullies are all on your side. <laughs> you know, like the, those are the ones. And now, hey, we have a place where we feel like we can actually voice our opinion too. So now. You're having more people, you know, say stuff against you. Right. All right. Well, that's just freedom of speech. If you don't, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. So get off X. Doesn't matter. Don't say that it's an evil place on a forum. No, same, just, I mean, exactly. This is this is not hard. People show up here all the time, you know, on this platform or others. Right now, we're just going to Rumble and you know some different Rumble channels, but not the other uh, platforms. But people will show up and and historically showed up and like this show sucks. I hate you. Like, cool. Leave. I don't care. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you hate anything. I don't care if you think this or think that. I just don't care. Yeah. But if if you think it's toxic or you think I'm toxic or you hate the show or you hate my views or you hate, in this case, X, and you hate conservatives having a voice, okay, then then maybe leaving is is what's best for you. But you don't get to call it toxic just because it's it's in disagreement with what you say and think. No, exactly. Well, and that's where you you have these, you know, where it's or this country was built on varying beliefs and you yeah. know, agreeing to disagree. Right. Imagine trying to sit in like making the decisions back when America was founded with no air conditioning in the middle of the summer wearing those, you know, cotton you know, like outfits that they had back then. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really, and they had to keep their cool, which they probably didn't. They probably got heated, and they were all upset and yelling and stuff. But they got stuff done. That which was for the friggin' duels, man. Yeah, yeah. But like, they got stuff done for the betterment of our country, for the betterment of the people. The stuff that was decided in those rooms for the for the you know the cities and the states and the nation at a whole at the nation at the, at the time, things were made. They got done for the for the betterment of the people. Now it's just for the betterment of the politician. Right, right. And they and. You know, they complain like, you know, that, you know, I, I, not that you've heard people complain, but they always talk about like, oh, we're always in session. We're always doing this. Yeah, that's what you got voted in to do was to go in and make decisions for us. Right. And vote and, and make a change. Not, oh, I'm missing my tea time. You know, like, hey, my dad taught me at a young age. When Whenever there's a time like there's like a seat change in house or Senate, whatever, just go and look at the person who's wants to get reelected and look at their attendance and voting record. Did they, did they show up at all? What yeah. was the percentage of them showing up? Did, how many times did they vote? 
forget like did they did they agree with the way they vote but like look at that and then that'll also help you like we should get rid of this person but no one does that they just they know the big name that they want after that they just make sure it's an r or d they're not like doing their research yeah nope they're not they're not at all um all right Uh, we have one more story but i'm gonna save it for marks it's not time pressing and i know trump is is yeah he's talking right now yeah so so we'll let you guys go watch that. Uh, we're not going to try and compete with 45. Uh, it's It's been a good show. We've had a great time as it is. And again, we, we'll keep this story uh, for tomorrow. It has to do with, with your, your, your airplane travel and your flight safety. You probably know where I'm going with it, but we'll work it in tomorrow. For now, we're going to get out of here. Please do hit that like button on the way out. Please continue to support the show. Show up each night. Engage be here, engage with us, but engage with the Drew crew out there. And yes, I think it was yesterday the day before Chaos Girl asked, "Hey, some somewhere it says six to nine, and I feel like we should elaborate on that." Yeah. So we we uh, real quick on it, we switched. So when we were with RVM, um, which I still have some involvement with RVM to be clear, but when when there was a broader network there going on, that was the slot we were in. When we left, we condensed it down we brought coin club back to locals five to six condensed the show down at least for now and it's usually more like six to seven thirty ish you know tonight a little bit earlier for trump um but that's that's kind of how we've done it it's not necessarily going to stay there we've got lots of things that are going on behind the scenes i'm literally if i had here i'd be pulling it out uh because of all these different conversations that are the going thing on that behind the scenes well, i do continue to shave yeah. it but um but there wouldn't be much if I didn't if I if I let it go either, just because it's there's a lot going on. So we're we're sorting through all that, but all that to say chaos and and anyone and everyone, it's 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 set to be more like a sixty to ninety minute show right now. Maybe we go back to the the three hours again. Maybe we don't. But we also are giving the extra time over on on locals at Coin Club in the meantime. So we're trying to give you guys as much as we can while we're trying to figure stuff out at the same time. It's always freaking something. Uh, this is a, a brutal industry, and there's lots of things that change behind the scenes with partners and, and, and networks and stuff like that. So we'll keep you posted on that. Again, thanks for being here. Hit that like button. Go watch the speech. Go watch something else, or just go spend some time with your loved ones and take a break from politics. Uh, I might choose to go that route if I were you, but uh, we hope you have a great night. Either way, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.